Thanks for joining me for another episode of I'd Rather Be Dead Than Dope Sick. And because I don't listen to the episodes or podcasts that I've done, I should listen to the end of the last one I did so I can remember where I left off. But uh, I'm just going to talk about what I feel like talking about (laughs) um I think I the last thing I was talking about was my son and just that was when I first was getting strung out or I got strung out and um yeah because I was just thinking about um Somebody just text me. Um, uh, and again. Uh, okay, sorry about that. Um, yeah, I I remember falling into some pretty deep depression. But, you know, as long as I was getting high, I it was like living in denial um yeah you're just like I don't know like I just um didn't want to deal with reality of course because my reality was so bad I mean no it wasn't really that bad considering (laughs) Um, comparing to how bad it was going to (laughs) get, but I mean, to me, my life was over. It was just like, now I have no job. I have no son or husband, family, like everybody, you know, I thought everybody hated me. They don't hate, they didn't hate me. It was just like, they're upset with me and they did what they had to do, you know, cut me off, whatever. Which I totally get. Um, But, you know, it's just... um, I was in a lot of pain. And, um, yeah, so I just continued to get as high as I could. But I was very concerned how I was going to keep being able to make money and... Uh, you know, until I lost my client uh, book, I, you know, tried to do um, a few clients here and there when I could. And then, um, but, and then Tommy was helping because he was working, but, and his family gave him money sometimes, but, um, yeah, the first time I, well, the, when I first started, this is what sucks, when you first start using, like, uh, dope, unless you meet the connection right away, you really have to go through the connection, I mean, through somebody to get to the connection, (laughs) because, 
until the connection feels comfortable enough to, you know, meet you face to face or whatever. And so in the meantime, you know, uh, your friend or whoever, uh, you know, is the one that's going to have to cop your dope for you. So, but it was fine. You know, Tommy, he would, he knew the connection or a few connections. And so, you know, he would always be able to, to get something and rescue me if, um, I wasn't getting really sick. Well, I didn't really allow myself to get sick because I was so scared of being sick that uh, I always tried to make sure that I never ran out of dope. Um, But, yeah, that was... I don't know. I don't remember getting really sick in the beginning. I mean, enough to where I should have been freaking out. Um, Because I hadn't even really gone a good 24 hours of being sick. Oh, I did go to a party one time. And I don't know where Tommy was, but... I didn't, I ran out of heroin, and I was at some guy's house until the sun came up, and by that time, I was sick, and I, I don't know if I couldn't get a hold of Tommy until late, but who what a relief, he picked me up and got me well, but... But yeah, I don't I remember the first time I was really sick and like I went psycho. Like I was afraid Tommy and I got in a huge argument cuz he wanted to kick. He he didn't want us to be together and be strung out dope fiends and I think he really loved me and and he just he didn't he knew it wasn't right for us to be you know strung out whatever and he really well he tried to kick a lot I mean he would be like on or I don't know I think he just hated it and I can't speak for him but Yeah, so every now and then he just decided he was going to kick. And one day or evening he decided, like, I'm just not going to use. And I was like, what? (laughs) I was like, wait a second. I want to use. Like, I don't feel, I don't want to be sick. And he, we just got in a huge argument because he's like, I'm not going to go get anything. And, and like he tried to go to sleep and I wouldn't let him sleep and he was getting pissed and I was just I kept begging him and I was begging him and I was like telling him please please I don't want to be sick da, 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 da. and then we started arguing and like screaming at each other and he got up I think he called me names or something he got mad and walked out slammed the door and drove away And at this time, 
my producer friend was out of the country and he didn't pay for, he was out for like at least a month he didn't pay for electricity <laughs> and I don't know if he paid for water I don't remember but he didn't pay for electricity so the electricity was turned off and we were sitting in the dark well <laughs> Tommy left I was sitting in the dark and um I freaked out. I totally freaked out. I literally... I... I don't know why. I, I literally had so much fear of being alone and being dope sick. And, like, I was nowhere near where I could... Well, I didn't even... I don't even think I knew a connection then. I don't think... Yeah, I don't... I don't remember. I don't think I knew a connection yet and so I didn't know where to get dope and I literally I thought that Tommy left like for the night I didn't know like we weren't really serious then like I really liked him but um I didn't ever know where I stood with him because he never said anything but so we and he yeah, when he left, I freaked out. And this is kind of, like, embarrassing to say, but <laughs> it's drama. But I literally, like, I called a friend of mine who was not a junkie. But um, he was a straight edge. Well, no, not that much. Because I, I introduced him to crack and heroin and... Um, yeah, I don't he I don't think he ever got strung out, but anyways, um I got a butcher knife and I started slashing my wrists. But I I don't remember everything. I was really like delusional, I guess. And I started like hacking at myself. And I was just, I don't know, I don't remember, I don't know what I told this friend of mine and on the phone, um, but I must have said enough to scare him because, um, like, I don't know. I, and then I hung up on him, but like 10 minutes later probably, I heard loud pounding on the door and I was, and lights, and I was like, oh, crap, and it was the cops, <laughs> it was just like, um, yeah, I answered the door, the cops were cool, they were all right, I mean, but they asked if they could see my wrists, and I had blood everywhere, and they 5150 me, they handcuffed me, and, and, yeah, took me to the hospital, and I was there for, I don't remember how long this time. I've been 5150 so many times, like, I lost count after 30, <laughs> like, so bad, but, um, oh my gosh, and I remember I, we would go outside, 
to smoke, like smoke break. And um, I wanted to escape. I, I think I was there for at least a week. But I got in trouble because I got mad and... I didn't really... They gave me a really good meds there because I don't remember being very sick at all. I was pretty loaded on whatever they gave me. But um, I, I picked up a chair and I cracked the window and, uh, yeah, I got... I don't think I got put in restraints. I, I, I got put in, like, isolation or something. But when I was finally able to, like, go outside and smoke, we would have smoking smoke break and go outside. And I remember I had called a friend and I told her to pick me up. <laughs> I was planning on climbing the wall... I was like ninja back then. Now I'm too fat. I'm not fat. I'm like gained weight. But I was like really sucked up. So um, <laughs> I was going to hide behind a tree. Like they had these, not tree, a, a bush. Like they had these big bushy bushes <laughs> against the wall. And I had planned to, like, wait and hide between these bushes. And then when the staff, like, had everybody go inside and lock the doors, then I would find a way to climb the wall. Because they had piping, and I used to use piping to to uh, climb up to um, Tommy's apartment. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, I, uh, I was hiding in the bushes and one of the, like, mental patients, like, <laughs> he saw me and he was, like, pointing at me and laughing and I was trying to tell him to be quiet and go away <laughs> and he was yeah, pointing, laughing, pointing, laughing, and I'm trying to shoo him away, and he thinks we're playing a game or something. I don't know, but then the staff came over, and they saw me and had me get out of there, so my plan failed, but that was a dumb plan anyway, but that's just one of the stupid things I did, but um, yeah, I hadn't known, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure I didn't know any connections then. So, um, when I finally met him, uh, I, I don't even know where that person is. I'm sure he's, like, back in his country or wherever he is, in prison, maybe. I don't know, but, um... He was, like, Hispanic, um, very, very nice, like a family man, I think. Well, you know, so, whatever, um, whatever that means. Probably married with kids, but, you know, not faithful or anything, but, um, 
Yeah, but he was really nice, and, um, I think he felt sorry for me. Like, I think he could tell that I was, well, I'm sure he knew I was new. And, um, yeah, uh, very green, and, um, I got his number, and... Yeah, it it was fine at, at first, you know, because I had money when I well, I it it wasn't a, a phone, it was a pager back then, <laughs> but um, yeah, and then there was one night when Tommy wasn't around, and I didn't have money, and I paged him, and he came. And I told him I didn't have any money. Could he front me? And instead of uh, fronting me, he said he would give me some if I, you know, uh, serviced him. And... I did not want to do that, but I I had already done that before, you know, for coke, and so it wasn't like that big of a deal, and with heroin it was like more of a big deal, I mean more of a necessity to me, so it was easy to just go, well, whatever, I've done it for coke. This is like my life blood. I mean, my, yeah, like I need this. Otherwise, I won't be able to function as a human being. So, yeah, uh, I can't remember how much he gave me. I think I, he had, I, he gave me both cocaine and uh, heroin to make it worth it. And like a few balloons. He used to have them in, um, like different color balloons, like, you know, green and blue for uh, cocaine and, you know, yellow and orange and red for heroin or whatever. I don't know how he did it, but um, I think, yeah, it seemed like that. <laughs> um, if I remember correctly, but yeah, I think he gave me like hundred dollars worth or whatever um and that was I keep saying that was the beginning of the end but it was all like just steps of the beginning of the end like for different categories and yeah because then (sighs) once that happened then it became more acceptable to do that or and then after a while he was just like well I'm not going to do that for every time like and you know but he was really cool because it was more than a few times where I think he just felt sorry for me where I'd be crying when I was really sick and he would just give me a balloon, you know, to get well, but, um, 
Yeah, and that was only smoking. I was thinking about, I mean, I went from smoking heroin to snorting to shooting. And um, the person, yeah, Parker got me snorting it and he had like a little uh, eyedropper and I'm not eyedropper, a nose, a nose spray thing. And he would uh, put, take the stuff out and then he would put uh, water and, and heroin or whatever after he cooked it and filtered it whatever he would he would pour it in a little nose uh, spray thing nasal spray and so he would have it on me all the time have it on him all the time and he would just like squirt it in his nose whenever and yeah so if he ever got pulled over you know the cops searched him whatever they didn't check that so um yeah he was very uh yeah, creative. So, uh, then I started snorting and, um, but I used to keep, I, you know, when you're doing, when you're doing dope and you have like, I mean, Parker, he still, he would still get checks from when he did jobs, like when he was in commercials and, um, royalties or whatever so he always had money and um but me on the other hand every penny I had went to dope so you know even just to buy a nasal spray was just like too much (laughs) so but for some reason I had a contact lens case because I had contacts at one point but I eventually lost them and but I had the case and so I would use that for my heroin and uh and I had a dropper I don't know where I got I think maybe he gave it to me but yeah um or a straw and I just snorted out of there which was hardly anything but um yeah that was until I started shooting dope, but I just wanted to say, like, for anybody, if you're listening and you are experimenting or you've only started doing dope and you're not shooting up, you're only smoking, which is still, you still get strung out, but man, let me tell you, if you step over that line, I don't know what it is, but there's a line. And if you step over the line and you start shooting up, you just, I don't, I don't even know how to explain it. It's like, even other dope fiends look at people who shoot up as the lowest of the low because you are I mean it's 
it's not social anymore. Like we used to be able to sit around a room, like we'd go to this one guy's house and we'd like hang out and watch a movie and we'd all be sitting and passing the foil around. You know, it was just like, you know, we're all whatever, socializing. But once you start fixing, it's completely different thing. It is not social. Unless you want to sit around and have blood dripping everywhere. And <laughs> I mean, um, it is not social. And it's very ritualistic. And, um, and then there's a whole needle addiction that's like separate from the drug addiction. It's like, I was a needle addict. I love to stick needles in my skin. I don't know why. I think, looking back, I think it was because I hated myself and I liked the pain. Like, I literally liked to stab myself because I was so angry at myself and I hated myself so much that, yeah, it was like I wanted to feel the pain. But I also think it was ritual and very demonic and uh, like a blood covenant or... I don't know, opening up a door for the demonic because there's just, I don't know, you just step over a line. Once you start shooting up, it's like you're in a different class, low class. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I just want it. I mean, I I know I was telling my friend, uh, a friend that, I still run into this really nice, well, he looked like a kid. Now he's an adult. He still looks like a kid. But on Skid Row, who was a heroin addict, is a heroin addict that I met when I first went out on the street. And he was always a really nice kid. And he's still, I mean, coherent and he's a nice guy you know even though it's been years and he's still strung out but but he never shot up and so you know his thing is he has to go get foil (laughs) but um you know he's still got his wits to I mean his brains like not that shooting up is going to make you lose your mind but well I don't know but it 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 just opens up doors that you don't want to open and um yeah I mean I don't know what it is like I don't know smoking you can you can function pretty well um to a certain degree you know you're still a junkie you're still strung out you're still gonna get sick if you don't you know uh have enough dope um or you know you're obviously an addict so you're gonna probably not be wise enough to save enough so that you have enough for when you've got to do what you got to do um or you just don't have enough money to 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 have enough dope to do what you need to do so whatever you know um that's the life of an addict but once you start shooting up I don't know I cannot discourage people enough like 
I mean, it's bad enough if you're doing heroin, but don't cross that line. Just don't. You'll regret it. I mean, I'm sure you regret smoking it or just being strung out, but I'm serious. I cannot. Oh my gosh. If I could just grab somebody and shake them and go, please don't ever start using the needle. It's just not worth it. You're going to lose everything if you haven't already. But trust me, trust and believe you will lose everything once you start using that needle. It might take, you know, some time, but trust me, you'll lose everything. It's just, it's not worth it. But not to leave on a negative note, but I can't stress that enough. So, um... Yeah, I'm just going to end it there. (laughs) Uh, Thank you for listening, and God bless you. I decided to add a little bit to this because um, I think I'm figuring out how to do this, but (laughs) a little bit. Um, The difference between smoking snorting and shooting they all have their own like plus and minuses I guess but um I mean I'm not trying to teach anybody how to do dope but um shooting up yeah it's instant but at the same time it's so dangerous and it's after you you run out of veins like your body looks like hell I mean my I'm fortunate because I don't scar really bad obvious scar but I mean there's just so much attached to it infections abscesses uh what is that? Um, oh, I can't think of the name. Um, I used to always get it. Well, oh, cotton fever. That sucks. Um, and uh, I can't think of... There's stuff you can... I can't think of the names right now. I'm tired. Um, things like some vegetable thing goes to your heart. Um uh oh I used to always get it this uh cellulitis that's it I used to get cellulitis all the time um I almost had to have my finger cut off my arm cut off um just uh there's just so many things physically and medically that um yeah, I mean, my body looks like a road map anyway from getting shot and and just, but shooting up, man. I mean, my arms, like, I think my neighbor might have been embarrassed to be seen with me one time because I was wearing a tank top and he's like, oh my God, your arms, <laughs> like, my shoulders because, yeah, like, I, I, I was really good at shooting dope. I mean, people 
sometimes called me a nurse, you know, or a phlebotomist, told me I should be a phlebotomist because I could get veins just about anywhere. I've done, you know, my neck was my favorite place, and I just worked my way down. You know, my arms, armpit even, uh, stomach, um, the insides of my hands, the outsides of my hands, my wrists, my my feet, my toes, my under my, like on the bottom of my feet, my legs. I mean, you name it. I The only place I didn't do anything on is my face, like my temples. I've heard people do that, but... Or my tongue in my mouth. I haven't done that. But, um, yeah, it was just uh, when I ran out of veins, like the end of my addiction was not even, like, enjoyable anymore. I mean, you know, I mean, because half of the enjoyment was being able to shoot up. But when you're not really able to, to, you know, to get a vein, it's... I don't know. Um, yeah, I would just stick, I would muscle it and, um, intravenously and, you know, do my shoulders or my butt cheek and my butt's all messed up and my shoulders, my arms are all messed up. They look, I don't know, bruised and bumpy and just gnarly um so if you know uh if somebody is like vain or you know care if a female you care about your looks like uh yeah you don't want to start doing that because even if you don't plan on it man on those desperate times you're not really thinking about how you look so um, yeah, I just want to discourage anybody from ever shooting dope. It's just, it's not worth it. But, um, uh, yeah, that's just what I wanted to emphasize again. Because, um, just thinking about it is just, oh my gosh. It's so bad. And snorting, ooh, snorting burns like crazy. Um, But then smoking is like wasting because it just burns up fast and it's like a waste of money. And that's how we started shooting is because, I don't even remember if I talked about that before I mean already I think I did <laughs> I don't remember um but yeah um it's just a progressive thing it's just like any addiction you know you start with a little and you just need more and then it just gets worse and worse and it's it's all downhill from there so um yeah, anybody who thinks that they can control it, uh, <laughs> good luck. <laughs> because, seriously, uh, dope or any drugs, really, 
they don't they don't discriminate they don't care how much money you have or how much money you don't have or what you look like or if you have a job or if you're famous or it doesn't matter it doesn't matter it, dope doesn't discriminate they just well the devil doesn't either he hates you all <laughs> he hates all of us so um but you know what God loves every single one of us, even though when we're doing that, we don't even think about God or think that he could, I don't, I mean, I can't speak for everybody, but I know, like, I didn't think that God could still love me when I was doing all that, especially tricking, but I realized after I got clean and sober and really started to pray and seek him, Jesus, that, wow, he loves me regardless in spite of myself and the things I've done. And, yeah, there is always hope. As long as there's breath, there's life. And God does not give up on us. So I'm just going to end it that way. God bless you and talk soon.